I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B, and this is Chapter 86, if I remember correctly. Um, I'm back again, another week, another podcast. I'm going to try, and we'll see how long this lasts, to kind of do this more weekly and kind of have them shorter and more to the point, I guess. I don't know. That sort of sort of worked last week, but not really. But there was just a lot, so, so much to talk about last week, and it's probably the same this week. But going forward, then... I feel like they'll be a little bit more to the point and concise and a little shorter, uh, but more frequent. So we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, but anyway, so let's just jump right into it. We'll get to it. Um, so just to follow up on a couple things I talked about last week um, and some more little tidbits. Um, I did go see Avengers Endgame again for the second time. Um you know, it was interesting though because right before I went to go see it again, I actually watched uh, Lego Movie Two or the second part or whatever it's called, um, and there was some weird kind of connections with that. I mean, besides the fact that Chris Pratt is in both, but um, uh, and by the way, Lego Movie Two is not nearly as good as the first one. I don't want to give any spoilers, spoilers, whatever. But like, you know, Will Ferrell is in it. But, like, very, very, very scaled-down role as opposed to the first movie. Liam Neeson um, is not in it. Uh, Margaret Freeman's not in it. So you take away those three big characters or actors or whatever from the movie and you put in Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph, it just it doesn't work for me. Sorry, it doesn't work for me. It's just not the same movie. Um, and, you know, you kind of lose the aesthetic of the, of the like, the... You know, I don't want to call it a twist necessarily, but kind of the twist at the end. Um, whereas you know that's it from the beginning. Uh, but Will Will Arnett was great in it again as a Lego Batman. I don't know if they'll do another Lego Batman movie, uh, but I'm I'm on board if they want to. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it doesn't it didn't work as well the second time around, I guess. And you know, obviously changing up some of the actors and stuff. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work for me. I don't know. Uh, But anyways, uh, I did go see... But the point of all that was that there is a whole thing of time travel in Lego Movie uh, Part 2. And they make a lot of the same jokes that they end up making in the Avengers 2. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I mean, it's just time travel, so it's obviously pretty easy to kind of make the same jokes. I get it. But it was kind of funny because I was like, wait, this movie came out in February, didn't it? And Avengers came out in... April, so they were a bit ahead of the curve, and I maybe maybe it was on purpose. Although, I wonder if Chris Pratt was aware of that. I don't. Although, I don't know because who knows at what point these movies were actually made, um, and whatever. But um, regardless of all that, I did see Avengers Endgame again. Um, I still liked it. It's not like I was gonna go in there and be like not like it, but it was. It was totally a different dynamic, whereas going opening night with a crowded theater and people reacting to everything as opposed to going on a Saturday afternoon um, or morning uh, with 
like 10 other people, 10 to like maybe 20 other people were in the theater. Um, and then kind of like, you know, there were some people reacting to some stuff, but not to the point where like people are all laughing and stuff and you don't hear the next line type of thing. So there's a couple lines that like, because of people reacting or whatever from the first one, um, or the first time I saw it, uh, I didn't quite hear it. And I was like, oh, okay. So, okay. That makes, okay. That's what he said. You know, and I missed it the first time. Um, with that said, there's still, I mean, it, it's funny because you watch the first time and you're just kind of trying to see what's going to happen as opposed to the second time where you know it's going to happen and you're kind of analyzing it more like, okay, wait, so why did this happen? Or like, okay, I know this is going to happen, but like. What happened right before that? And kind of, kind of like piece it all together. I mean, there's still some glaring uh, problems with the movie. I mean, I don't want to, to hack it to death or nothing. And I don't want to spoil anything. But there's certain parts of the movie. Uh, I mean, specifically a whole thing at the end. Which is just like, wait a minute. This doesn't make any sense. Let's think about this for a second. And I don't want to get into it. But like, there's a certain thing that someone has to do. And it's like, that makes no sense. How How is that even possible? But anyways, um, regardless of that, I do recommend going seeing it uh, if you haven't. Which, if you haven't, you're like the one person that hasn't. Although I will say, I think I am pretty spot on with my prediction um, of what I said last time about um, um, it not being able to catch... uh, um, Sorry, uh, Star Wars Force Awakens in theaters... And domestic theaters. Internationally or worldwide or whatever, it's already beaten it. So, uh, let's just run down the numbers because these numbers are kind of ridiculous. But, um, so right now, and this is as of, I think, Tuesday, I guess, because I don't think they have the Wednesday numbers yet. Uh, They wouldn't have the Wednesday numbers yet. Um, So, Avengers Endgame right now is at $734 million domestically. So, it's behind, still behind Avatar at $760. So it'll catch Avatar. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure this probably this weekend, but Star Wars Force Weekends at nine thirty six. I, I don't see it happening. I, I mean, it's gonna have to have a nice, a huge weekend, a couple more huge weekends coming up, and with all the other movies coming up, coming out and stuff. Uh, I just don't see it happening. Uh, internationally, on the other hand, or, or I should say, worldwide, um, uh, it's currently at. Two point five oh eight billion. Uh, Avatar is two point seven eight eight billion. So I mean, it still needs two hundred eighty billion to or two hundred eighty million, excuse me, uh, to uh, catch Avatar. Which I don't know how it's holding up in the other, uh, you know, other regions or whatever. Uh, but certainly, I think it could. It could. It could. I think it will. I think it will catch it. It's. I don't know, that's still a lot of money, given that, you know, we're in the third weekend, um, uh, or fourth weekend, excuse me, right? Is the, when did this movie come out? So this would be the, uh, one, two, three, yeah, fourth weekend. So this would be the fourth weekend coming up, um, for this movie. So, I, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, you know, if the pattern falls what Infinity War did, I, I just don't see it happening. Certainly domestically, but it'd be really close. Um, now, as far as uh, overseas, like, you know, because it's actually, it's right behind. I mean, it's pretty much the numbers are 
pretty similar to um, Avatar, I guess, given the amount of money that Avatar did domestically versus uh, internationally, or overseas, I should say, versus worldwide. So, you know, we'll catch that. I don't know. Um, but anyways, that, just an update on that. Um, John Wick 3 comes out this week, and I'm pretty excited for that. I will definitely try and go to the movies uh, probably this weekend to um, to watch that. I did just watch the first two to kind of prepare myself for it. Those are great movies. I mean, they're not great in like, oh, this movie should win an Oscar or anything like that. Um, but, I mean, maybe for choreography or something. But like, just the the level of the... the <laughs> <laughs> the violence is just like it's it's over the top but it's so gritty and i don't know it's just great it's just one of those you know old school like yeah here's the movie this guy's gonna go kill a bunch of people and it's like does it even matter matter why yeah there's a dog there was a dog and there was a car and whatever he's gonna go kill people i mean the second one was a little bit more um plot driven than the first one i suppose um just because there was a whole other storyline that like veered off the uh, car and dog thing um you know which i don't know i mean it was five for what it was it wasn't didn't make the movie worse or anything but it was kind of almost like are we doing too much does it need to be this like does it, there need to be this like back story here um I'm, there's a commercial for it right now on tv john wick three tonight actually coming out tonight on the previous i'm not, I'm not gonna go tonight we got, we got some hockey action to deal with uh, tomorrow, I think it'll just be too crazy. I'll probably go Saturday afternoon or something like that. Um, but anyways, yeah, John Wick 3 coming up. And then something I mentioned, or I was I teased in the last episode and then completely forgot to talk about. Because um, I was talking about Shazam, I was talking about the kid from It um, was in it. And then I said, oh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And I completely forgot to talk about it. The It 2 trailer dropped. Comes out in September. The two trailer looks amazing. Looks great. I would recommend it all day, every day. Um, I really love the first one. I know a lot of people had some issues with it or whatever. And a lot of people were complaining that it wasn't that scary and blah, blah, blah. And that's fine. Like, I don't think that was even really the point. I mean, yes, it's Stephen King. Yes, it's a horror movie. There are supposed to be elements of, you know, horror, obviously. But, you know, as ter- in terms of it being scary... You know, that wasn't really the point necessarily as much as it was kind of like... And I don't know if that's necessarily true about the book or whatever. And that's fine. But, like, the the, the element of the... A lot of the element of the movie was more stand-by-me kind of Stephen King. But then also thrown in, like, when, you know, a scary clown. <laughs> or, you know, demon or whatever you want to call him. Uh, so, I mean, sequel definitely looks great. Definitely looking forward to it. Um... You know, you got James uh, McAvee, um, Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain. I forget who the other people are in it. Um, I'm blanking uh, at the moment. Um, but I th- but anyways, it looks great. The trailer looks great. I definitely, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, go check it out. And if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. And, you know, you can dabble and watch the original if you want, but it's, it's, it doesn't hold up so great. It was a made-for-TV mini series or whatever you want to call it anyway it's, it's you know so it's pretty long in terms of like a movie but regardless whatever go check it out september it two in theaters i think september 6th or 5th or 6th or whatever that first friday in september is which has kind of turned into like the horror movie like like i mean i can i mean 
thanks to it, I think. But then even last year they had the Nun, which was not good. Um, but then bring back it. Annabelle, um, uh, the new Annabelle movie actually looks intriguing too. I mean, I know the first one wasn't good, but the second one, Creation, was good. And I forget what the new one's called. Um, but uh, yeah, that one actually looks good. That comes out next month sometime. All right, let's move on to the small screen. Um, nothing really new to talk about. Uh, Flash, Arrow, they had their season finales, which were pretty good. Uh, Arrow definitely setting up for the end end of their show because they only have 10 more episodes left or something next season. And then Flash, you know, finished up the season. But then kind of they both um, went into crisis, the next crisis thing. So they kind of led into that as they're kind of like, this is what we're doing next type of thing. So I don't know if they're just going to start off next season with that. I feel like they they might. Well, not necessarily the Flash in particular, but definitely Arrow. I think it's going to start off with that because, you know, obviously they only have a certain amount of episodes left. So they have to, if they're going to do that. And I'm not even sure if those are going to count towards the season or not. I don't know. They might be separate. But, you know, if that's obviously going to be later in the season, it's going to flow into uh, whatever episodes they have left. Uh, Flash kind of like, and eh, they teased it a little bit. So it could, you know, happen mid-season or something. It doesn't necessarily have to happen right at the beginning. I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, Supergirl still has her season finale this Sunday, which is not pr- probably not the greatest night to have a season finale but at least for supergirl's sake it's on at eight and not nine uh because game of thrones is having its finale um so last week's episode was interesting i don't want to spoil anything um there was a lot of people died a bunch of people died uh Stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. I don't want to spoil it if you have not caught up or you know you're still in the middle of watching it or, or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of people died. Um, you know, there obviously there's only one episode left, so we're gonna figure out who ends up on the throne and all that, um, and who's who else might die. But uh, certainly some main characters uh, bit the bullet, as they say, and maybe not in the greatest possible ways either. Kind of just like, yeah, really, that's okay. That's how they're doing that. All right. Sure. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me a bit of the end of The Sopranos where, like, they kind of started killing off a bunch of people towards the end. And I was kind of like, eh, alright, I guess that makes sense. The way that, I mean, as long as they don't end it like The Sopranos did, I'm, I'll be okay. But, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Um, I still have my theories, but, uh, but, um... Yeah, I mean it was the the last the last episode. It was a solid episode, I you know, I, I would say. Um but I don't know, everyone's just gearing up for this final episode which um takes place uh Sunday. Um and I might have to take a little break cuz I think the lawn guys are here, so that's going to completely uh, destroy anything I'm going to try to say. So, I'll be right back. <laughs> All right, I'm back. The lawn guys are gone. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, that was just uh, fortune timing. But all right. So, anyways, Game of Thrones Sunday. Yeah, I'm sure everyone will be watching it. All right. Let's move on to the sports world. Uh, so, 
I didn't really talk about this last week, I don't think, but the Kentucky Derby happened. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned it, but uh, yeah, there was controversy. Maximum security won, but then was disqualified, and then Country House, or whatever it's called, ended up winning, and it was a huge long shot. Um, But you know what? Now the Preakness is coming up this weekend, and neither of those horses are going to be it, and a couple others aren't going to be in it either that... I think the top four or something finishers from the Kentucky Derby aren't going to be in it. Uh, so it's kind of like, well, who cares then? Because it's like, you know, unless there's a chance at the triple, at triple crown, it's like, I don't know that the general audience cares. I mean, yes, there are the gambling people that are definitely going to care and go bet on the horses and whatnot. But like, if you're just a general, generally speaking, if you're just like a kind of someone that kind of just pays attention for the triple crown purposes or whatever and doesn't really have too much insight or whatever into horse racing or, you know, care that much. Yeah, that kind of definitely defeats a lot of the um, nuance of it. But, um, so anyways, uh, well, let's go. I'm going to make a prediction anyway. So, uh, you know, so here are the odds uh, for, so as of right now, um... The favorite is um, Improbable, which was the one I wanted to win. Um, and it ended up being, I think, the... I think once the race started, it was, I think, second overall odds. I think maximum security was one, and that it was two in terms of the odds-on favorite or whatever. Uh, right now, it's the odds-on favorite of 5-2. Uh, the other horses in the race are... And that's got the um, the fourth position... Um, but the other horses in the race are War to Will, four to one. Uh, Bourbon War, twelve to one. Warriors Charge, twelve to one. A lot of war stuff in there. Um, Improbable at five to two. Uh, Owendale at ten to one. Um, Market King at thirty to one. Always, always mining, eight to one. Signalman, thirty to one. Bod Express twenty to one, Everlast Everfast, usually fifty to one, Laughing Fox twenty to one, another, another what does it say? Another, another twist of fate. Sorry, excuse me, uh, six to one. Which speaking of twist of fate, that's a little teaser for coming up next. And when win win win, fifteen to one. So I'm I'm still gonna go with my pick from the Kentucky Derby. I know he's the favorite now, but whatever, improbable. Because it's improbable that he'll win because I'm going to get it wrong. Um, also happening on this Saturday, uh, we had a couple other fights going on. Uh, now, first of all, talk about some boxing. We've got Deontay Wilder taking on Dominic Brizale. I think that's how you say it. I'm not even sure. Uh, now, interesting to this is that Deontay Wilder is currently the WBC um heavyweight champion he's he won it back in let's see 2015 when he beat uh Bermain uh silver silverin um january 2015 but his last his last bout that he had back in december was against tyson fury ended up being a 12 round split decision draw so you would have thought okay all right here they'll have a rematch but i guess some of the negotiations and stuff fell through and there was some uh, question, question, there was questionable, um, there was some questionable 
tactics or something. I I don't know. There was some there was some negotiations, and apparently someone wanted it at one place, and some other people wanted it at another place, and it didn't quite pan out. And then he took this bout instead against Dominic Brazali. Uh, Dominic now Deontay Wilder is undefeated still. Um, you know that draw is the first not non-winny match about he's ever had. So you figure you want to jump on that and you know get the rematch, but whatever. I mean, a lot of people said he should have won, but whatever. Regardless, it was a draw, and now he's taking on Dominic Brazale, um in um, Rochester, New York, of all places. No, wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong thing. Brooklyn, New York, of all places. All right, I guess that one's not that big. Barclays Center, Brooklyn. Um, no, the UFC is in Rochester. Sorry, skipping ahead. Um, so Dominic Brazale um, is currently eighteen and one. His only loss came to Anthony Anthony Joshua when he challenged for the IBF heavyweight title. Uh, I think Anthony Joshua actually has a belt coming up pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see. He's I think he's still. Yeah, he's still undefeated as well, um, and he has the WBA Super IBF IBO and IBO IB, WBO and IBO heavyweight title. So, eventually, you'd like to see Joshua take on um, Wilder or whoever wins this, or Brazale, whoever wins. Uh, maybe you know because he does have a match coming up on June first against Andy Ruiz at Madison Square Garden. So a lot of boxing take place in New York City, and a lot of heavyweight titles on the line. So you'd 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 hope that the two winners of those would face each other, but of course Tyson Fury obviously has a case, and I'm sure some of one of these, you know, you know, title things, organizations, boxing organizations probably have other guys that are their number one contenders and that have to have fights or whatever. I don't know. It's always so weird, but it's like. I'd love to get them back. I'd love to get it back to the unification that we had back when Tyson was champion um, until Buster Douglas or... Was it Buster Douglas that kind of screwed that up? I don't remember. Someone wouldn't fight somebody and then they all kind of split up. I think Buster Douglas wouldn't fight Lennox Lewis or maybe it was Riddick Bowe wouldn't fight Lennox Lewis. Someone wouldn't fight Lennox Lewis and they're like, all right, then you lose that title. And I remember when Foreman won and he wouldn't fight somebody, so then he lost. And they all kind of got spread out. Um, and now we're getting close to getting them all back together. Uh, Anthony Joshua, obviously, being the forerunner of that, having four of the titles. Um, and then uh, Deontay Wilder having the other. Of course, we'll see what happens on Saturday. I think he'll win. I, th- I think Wilder will win, so that is my pick for the fight coming up on Saturday. Um, just to, you know, just in case you want to know, so the Preakness is on Saturday at like 6-something um, on NBC. It takes place um, in Baltimore at the Pimico Racetrack. Then Wilder versus Brazale is on Showtime. I don't think it's on pay-per-view. I think it's just on Showtime. Um, on Saturday night, Probably like at nine. I'm guessing the the coverage starts at nine, but the actual fight won't take place until probably eleven or so. Um, if I had to guess, uh, I'll look it up right now. 
Showtime. I am on HBO. That's not the right channel. Uh, Showtime. Here we go. Yeah. So, yes. The fight takes place. If my remote wants to work. Which it doesn't always like to work. There's a whole billions. Um, there's a billions marathon. So if you're not watching billions. Which honestly I haven't been watching billions. It's fourth season already. Uh, that was one of those shows where it came out. And like people were like oh you should be watching billions. I was like oh yeah I'll check it out at some point. And then just never did. And now it's like four seasons down the line. So it's like yeah now I gotta catch up. Ah. Then there's some Wu-Tang Clan thing for some reason. And then Deontay Wilder versus Dominic Brizelli. Nine o'clock on showtime so yeah check that out um if you if you choose if you so choose but also if you don't want to watch boxing and you want to watch some sort of fighting uh thing there are there is more ufc uh to take place on this saturday um this one's on pay-per-view it's a fight night which but it's all on espn plus so you have to have espn plus in order to watch any of this because of course you do because um, you can't just they can't just show it on regular ESPN. They have to get your extra five dollars out of you a month. Oh, Disney, so annoying. Um, but anyways, I did terrible. I did terrible in my predictions for UFC two thirty seven. I only got three right. I got Luana Carolina, Carolina, whatever. Uh, Irene Aldana, and then Jared Conier, or Cannonier, whatever. Rose, whatever how you say her last name, got got dropped on her head and lost her match. Um, so uh, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate for her. And now uh, Jessica Andrade, Andrade, however you say it, is the women's that whatever title that was the I want to say it was the uh, let's see. The straw weight. Yeah, of course. It was the straw weight. But there is more UFC taking place. I don't know if I should even make predictions anymore because I'm terrible at making predictions for UFC. But, uh, you know, I'm going to do it anyways because, you know, that, that's kind of what I do on this on this podcast um, thingy that is going on here right now. The One Man Renegade Podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, you should, probably should um, on... Uh, on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. You can also go to the reservator.blogspot.com and check that out too. Um, you know, write a review. Give me five stars. All that kind of fun stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at Razorvader. Just wanted to get that out of the way because I forgot to say it last time. But regardless, I'm sure you all know that by now. Anyways, uh, let's go. Uh, so there's the preliminary card, which is on ESPN+. And then there's the main card that's the ESM. ESPN Plus, so it's all on ESPN Plus, so why they split it up, I don't know why. Probably just for pers- purposes, uh, for in terms of how much people get paid. Uh, but it is in Rochester, New York at the Blue Cross Arena, Saturday night. Uh, go check it out if you care to sign up for ESPN Plus. Uh, so let's start off. The first battle is Julio Arce versus Julian Arosa in a featherweight battle. I'm going go to I'm gonna go with Julio Arce. So that's my first loss of the night. So, you know, whatever whatever I'm picking, you're probably better off picking against me. So for the last couple times, I've been pretty awful with my predictions. Um, so next up, we have a middleweight battle between Zach Cummings <laughs> and Trevin Giles. Uh, I'm going to go with Zach Cummings because what up? 
Uh, next up, we got a welterweight battle between Danny Roberts and Michael Pereira. You know, I'm going to go Michael Pereira. How about that? Uh, next up, we have a light heavyweight battle between Patrick Cummings, without the G, and, uh, Ed Herman. Now, my strategy last time didn't really pan out for me, um, as I went with the, (laughs) the combination of, uh, what was it, um, now I'm forgetting, Thiago, it was, alright, it was Thiago something, and then Thiago something, so one of them actually won. One of the uh, Thiago's won. But then it was Alves. So actually, what did I just not go with my strategy? I don't know. Whatever. There was Thiago's and the Alves. Whatever. Regardless, uh, do I go with the other Cummings? Sure, why not? Let's go with um, uh, Patrick. Was it Patrick Cummings? Yes. Patrick Cummings. Zach and Patrick Cummings brothers, but they're spelled differently. Um, whatever. <laughs> Or maybe it's Cummins. I don't. I'm not really sure. Actually, I could be wrong. Uh, next up, we have a light weight battle between Desmond Green and Charles Jordan. Desmond Green wasn't he a basketball player or a football player? Why does that sound familiar? Maybe I'm just combining different people together. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but Desmond Green, sure. Uh, let me go with Desmond Green then. Who am I thinking? Oh, I'm Desmond Mason. That's what I'm thinking of. I think. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, the next battle is, and that's a light, oh, light, light featherweight battle between Michael Trizano and Grant Dawson. I'm gonna go with Grant Dawson. Probably should look up the odds on these. Maybe give me a better idea of what I'm actually who I'm actually taking. Uh, next up in the final match of the preliminary card, we have a women's bantamweight battle between Aspen Ladd and Sajara Eubanks. I'm gonna go with Aspen Ladd. And then moving on to the main card, which is also on ESPN Plus, so you don't even have to change channel. If you own ESPN Plus, or bought ESPN Plus, whatever, uh, five bucks a month or whatever it is at this point, probably going to go up. Uh, we have a lightweight battle between Davi Ramos and Austin Hubbard. I'm going to go Davi Ramos. Uh, next up, we have a lightweight, another lightweight battle between Charles Oliveira and Nick Lentz. I'm going to go with Nick Lentz. Next up, we have a welterweight battle between Vicente Luque and Derek Krantz. Go Derek Krantz. Next up, there's a women's featherweight battle between Megan Anderson and Felicia Spencer. I'm going to go Megan Anderson. And in the co-main event, not really co-main event, the, the sub-main event, I guess, I don't know. What is it called? Like, it's not the headliner, but it's the... I don't know, whatever. Regardless, it's a featherweight battle between Antonio Carlos Jr. and Ian... Ian... 
Ian? I'm guessing Ian. I'm guessing Ian, sorry. Not Ian. Heschner. Heinen. Wow, I screwed that up. Heinench. Heinench? Heinench? I don't know how to say it. I'm going to go Antonio Carlos Jr. Now, this is always the weird thing about this guy. Or certain... His name... He's not Antonio Carlos Jr. Like, he... It's... It's Antonio Carlos Jr. Like, it's spelled out Jr. for some reason. I, I don't... I don't quite... Because it always makes it seem like... Wait, is his last name Jr.? Is his, like, Antonio Carlos? Like, is... Is that his middle name? And then Jr.? But then, like, his full name is... Antonio Carlos Cajo de Figueroa Barbosa Jr. I was like, wait, what? So what? I don't understand. So what's his last name? It's confusing. It's very confusing. Uh, And he's known by the ring name Sara de Zapato. Because whatever that means. Um, I don't know. Confusing. Whatever. Regardless. Moving on. Main event of the evening. Let's go. It is a welterweight battle between Rafael de Anjos and Kevin Lee. Um, not to be Keith Lee, who's in NXT, but has kind of gone missing in the last few weeks or whatever. Unless he was on last night, which I haven't watched yet. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Lee, though, because I don't know. Why not? And there we go. UFC Fight Night, Saturday night, ESPN Plus, Rochester, New York. Check it out if you care. Uh, and you want to pay five bucks for ESPN Plus. Or you can find some bar that has it and showing it for free. Which isn't really for free because you have to go to the bar and probably buy a bunch of drinks and eat stuff. But you might do that anyway. So if you're going to go somewhere and they're showing it, why? Well, I mean, uh, you could always just stay at home and pay the five bucks for ESPN Plus. Whatever. Regardless, let's move on. So, that covers that. But also in the world of sports, we got a bunch of other stuff going on. Um, so, we got the NBA is moving on without the Celtics because they are out of it. Um, yeah. Uh, but we got the Western Conference Finals kicked off with the Warriors and... Um, Going on, the Warriors and um, the Trailblazers. Trailblazers ended up uh, winning, uh, beating the um, the Nuggets. Warriors beat the Rockets. Uh, the Warriors went up one nothing. They won game one, uh, and then the Seventy Sixers lost to the Raptors on a random, like bouncy craziness thing that happened. Um, Kawhi Leonard at the buzzer in Game Seven bounced this thing in. It was a tie game, four seconds, four something seconds left. They, he drives up the floor, kind of throws this ball up in the air, and it bounces on the rim a million times and goes in. And yeah, and the Raptors moved on. Um, but the Bucks did win Game One last night, so it's one one or one. It's one zero oh for both the Bucks and the Warriors. So will it end up being the Bucks and the Warriors the number one seeds? Probably. I don't know, but uh, the NBA draft lottery did happen, so a couple of weird things, I mean, I guess the biggest thing here was, 
there was a very number of teams like the Lakers, even the Knicks, um, probably a couple others that if they ended up 76ers, possibly, I don't know. Um, if they actually ended up with the number one pick, there was a lot of talk that a lot of the people wouldn't necessarily draft Zion. They might use that in a package to get Anthony Davis from New Orleans. Well, <laughs> oddly enough, Anthony Davis in the Pelicans. Sorry, did I, what did I say? The Pelicans. Anthony Davis from the Pelicans. New Orleans. But Anthony, <laughs> Anthony Davis now might have to revisit what he wants to do because the New Orleans Pelicans ended up with a number one pick, so they're clearly, I'd imagine, drafting Zion. I don't see them trading it because I'm not sure... I don't think they're confident that even if they don't trade Anthony Davis, that he would stick around. He might. I don't know. Maybe he plays a year with Zion and decides, hey, this is this is cool. Let me stick around here. I don't know. But that trade chip that the other teams might have used to get Anthony Davis is now gone because it's already there with the Pelicans. So it makes it a little bit more difficult for any other team that thought they could get uh, Anthony Davis with that pick. Obviously, they're not having... <laughs> it's not going to help anyone. Um... As for the Celtics, uh, there was only a couple different scenarios that could have happened here. Um, obviously, they had, they have the Kings pick, uh, and I mean they had the lowest odds of moving up, but they had the Kings pick. Uh, obviously, if they had moved up to two, three, or four, they would have gotten it. But if it gotten to one, the Seventy Sixers would have ended up with it. Uh, ended up not moving. But then the other scenario here was that the the Grizzlies, who had finished with the same record as the Pelicans and the and the Mavs, but there was a coin flip to determine their draft order. Pelicans got seven, uh, Grizzlies got eight, uh, Mavs got nine, but that pick, outside, if it's outside the top eight, would have gone to the Celtics. So the only scenario in which the Celtics would have ended up getting that pick was if one of the teams behind them had moved up and they didn't move up. Well... That didn't happen because the Lakers and while the Lakers and the Knicks ended up at four and three, uh, they ended up at two. The Grizzlies, so they end up keeping the pick, and then Pelicans moved up anyways. So, so that carries over to next year, and it's top six protected next year. So if the Celtics don't, if the War, uh, sorry, if the Grizzlies pick isn't in the top six, the Celtics could have it. Is it is. Then it will carry over to 2021, where it will just be the Celtics pick. So, at the end of the day, the Celtics have uh, number 14 from the Kings, and then number 20, which is the Clippers, and then 22, which is their own pick. And then they will have, um, what is their second round pick, which was 30, uh, 52, maybe, or whatever it is. Um, I, I don't know, whatever number we end up getting for the second round. Uh, so yeah, for, for four picks, only three in the first round as opposed to four, and then the second round pick. I don't know what they end up doing. Uh, Kyrie, obviously, still still question mark. Horford at this point could be a question mark. Uh, you know, Terry Rozier is a question mark. There's a couple other guys who are up. I think Baines could opt out. Will they trade for Anthony Davis? I don't know. Will they just draft some guys and move on and build around uh, the younger guys? I don't know, but, uh, you know, but we won't have to wait quite as long to find that out because the NBA is turning with the idea of changing the time that you can start talking to free agents. 
Um, as of right now, it's July. I mean, they haven't changed yet, but previously to now, it has been July 1st at midnight. But everyone's kind of like, well, it's at midnight, and then people got to be up in the, you know, at midnight and then work through the middle. You know, it's like, why don't I put it at a regular time, like a normal time? So they're thinking about changing it to June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, so 3 p.m. Pacific. So it'd kind of be more of a, like, okay, regular hours to do stuff. I mean, it's still late if you're working but i mean i think they should do it I th- my opinion they should have done it like at noon on july 1st or something but whatever we'll find out what happens then that's still over a month about a month and a half away so we'll get to that when we get to that um so the red Sox the other night had an interesting i mean they're kind of bouncing back although the bullpen's a little bit worrisome the last couple of nights but Chris Sale struck out 17 batters through seven innings the other night. The first pitcher to ever do that. Of course, then he gets yanked because he threw 109 pitches or 108 pitches or whatever. So, yeah. And he just gave up a home run, granted. So he just gave up a home run. They were only up 3-2. So I got kind of why. But it's like, if you're that when you're that close to history, man. Like, he had two innings to go. And he could got four. If he got four strikeouts, he sets the record. And the way he was mowing down some of those guys, but you know, if he hadn't given up that home run uh, to Arenado, um, I don't know, man. But in the end, the bullpen blew it. Ended up going into extra innings. Now the 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 Red Sox did actually set a record, which doesn't count because it if it if the game had ended in nine innings, it would have counted. But since it went to extra innings, it didn't count, and then they didn't get the record for extra innings uh but the they struck out 21 batters in nine innings which would have been a record um but unfortunately since it ended up going to over to extra innings uh they ended up with 24 i think which is still crazy but the record for extra innings i think was 26 so they end up losing the game too which is terrible then last night they were ahead and again blew the lead and Fortunately, they ended up winning last night in, in extra innings, but against the Colorado Rockies. So we'll see them in the World Series, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm confident that they're going to be okay. Um, hopefully they can, you know, jump over a couple teams and win the division, Yankees and Rays. But I think it's going to be battle all season. All right, so the biggest story in the world of sports specifically into the Boston area, is the Boston Bruins are one win away from heading to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, they were up 3-0 to Carolina, uh, dominated the first two games uh, for the most part. I guess uh, dominated the third period in the first game and then the whole second game and then uh, bounced back uh, after a struggle they struggled in the first period against Carolina in Carolina, but I guess you got you, they had to weather the storm, as it were. I kept using that for an analogy, the storm, because it's the Hurricanes, so the storm. I, I get it. Stop it. Um, and then the second period, they uh, put up two. Uh, Tuke actually let in kind of a weak goal, given all the great saves he made. The goal shot that went in was kind of weak, but they held on two to one um, and are now up three nothing. So. Now, can't be overconfident with this because we've been up 3 nothing before as a Bruins fan and have seen them come back and lose. Now, um, 
against that Philadelphia team back in no oh nine no ten it must have been ten um so yeah can't be can't be overconfident but I I feel I have a good feeling that they will finish off the Carolina Hurricanes tonight and if not tonight certainly on Saturday but uh, you know to be seen I guess to be seen um so yeah there we go that covers all the sports covers the movies that covers tv so let's move forward um and let's talk about some wrestling because i haven't talked about wrestling in about forever um yeah there's a lot a lot of stuff has gone on a lot, lot even including and up to yesterday big announcement was made uh it was it was kind of a <laughs> it was a not well-kept secret um about the announcement yesterday, but uh, we'll get to that in... Alright, let's just start with it. AEW, uh, All Elite Wrestling, which is going to have their first show next weekend uh, on pay-per-view, All or Nothing, which a lot of people have been cl- talking about. And if... I don't know... Is um, is about the, the mo- TV rights. Where is it going to be? How are you going to be able to find this? Um, so, kind of connects in with the, what they made announcement for yesterday, but... While it is going to be available on some pay-per-view carriers, um, it is going to be on Bleacher Report, uh, their streaming app, uh, which is owned by Warner, Warner Media or whatever, who also own TNT. Well, the rumors had been forever that AEW is going to have a show on TNT in the fall. And with all the upfronts going on for television, the announcement came yesterday that they will, in fact, have a TV show in the fall. Now, I don't believe, unless I missed it, that they officially announce what night it's going to be. The speculation had been it's going to be Tuesday nights. Uh, and while that does make sense, and um, while it does that does make sense in the uh, grand scheme of things, because obviously SmackDown is going to be moving to Friday as part of the upfronts, which was announced on on Fox. Um, in the fall, it, it would make sense for them to slide into that Tuesday night slot. Now, I know WWE is planning on having some sort of like studio show on FS1, but I really don't know that that's going to be um, um, a debilitating factor in whether or not AEW takes on Tuesdays on TNT or not. I, I don't know. Who knows? But um, yeah, so the biggest. All right, so I looked it up. Uh, AEW, double or nothing. Now, here's the biggest gripe people have had right now is that it's listed at $60, at least on Xfinity. Now, I heard somewhere else that it was going to be $40 on on Bleacher Report, and then some other places had it at $52. So that's a lot of money for pay-per-view for an organization that hasn't done anything yet. Now, granted... All In happened back in September, and technically that wasn't AEW, but um, it kind of was, kind of was. Um, I don't remember how much that was, to be quite honest. Uh, I don't think it was 60 though. Uh, that seems like a lot. Um, so, I don't know. That it's To me, that seems a bit much. Um, they're also going to, they also announced they're going to do some sort of point system where, like, people are going to earn title shots based off how, how they performed which in theory makes sense but in actuality kind of it, it other 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 places have tried this before and it just makes it you know ultimately at the end of the day 
as much as you kind of want to make this sport real, it's not. And that's the thing. It's predetermined. We know, you know, they know ahead of time who's going to win. There's certain storylines and stuff that work up to certain things. And to have some sort of weird point system to earn your title shots and stuff just makes it seem somewhat unnecessary. Because, you know, it, it makes it too predictable, I think. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Just, to me, to me, it, it, they've tried certain things like this. have tried it before. Impact or TNA or whatever have had certain things like this before. And it, it just doesn't quite work. Um, so we'll see how it works out, though. I mean, maybe they have a different take and change it up. I mean, they, you know. I get it. They want to do something different and new, but like, is this different and new? I mean, TNA was doing this sort of thing years ago, but we'll see what it actually is. Cause you know, who knows? And you know, the way they explained it might not exactly be the best way to that, you know, might not be how it works, but anyways, AW coming in the fall on TNT next week on pay-per-view. I will talk about it more next week. Um, but let's move on. Um, so I didn't really go over some of the results from my previous predictions <laughs> episodes um, uh, last time, uh, you know. So so let's let's talk about some of that first. Um, first of all, let's talk about Ring of Honor and New Japan. I'm not going to go over every match, but just kind of the main 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 things are Matt Taven won the Ring of Honor tag t- uh, the Ring of Honor Championship, I should say. Okada regained the uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling title gorilla's destiny ended up with the tag titles for both and jeff cobb ended up with the um neverweight and the tv title um i mean those were the big ones um bully ray that whole thing ended up being kind of weird um flip gordon was involved (laughs) um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, this was a month and a half ago at this point, so I kind of don't remember. But the the main the main stuff coming out of this was that um, Okada and um, and Lethal, sorry, Okada and Taven won the titles. Um, so yeah, let me see what else happened. I'm I'm drawing a blank here. What else happened? Um. Oh, Kelly Klein won the Ring of Honor women's t- woman of honor title, I should say, and actually Kota Ibushi beat uh, Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, is that it? No, Zack Saber Jr. retained. Uh, Dragon Lee won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That's about it. Um, yeah, uh, Kenny King won the Jushin. Beat eliminated Juice Thunder Liger and Great Muda to win the uh, Honor Rumble, so he'll get a world title match at somewhere down the line. Um, yeah, okay. So moving on from this, um, not too much has happened for Ring of Honor that I that I know of. I, they had the Crockett Cup, which they were kind of involved with. That eventually the um, the uh, what's it called? The Villain Enterprises won, and they won the. Um, NWA tag championships that they brought back, I guess, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. Um, that was fine. Um, and uh, as far as New Japan goes, the 
they they have a big show coming up on June 8th, I believe. I'm not sure when Ring of Honor's next pay-per-view is. Sometime in June, I believe. But I'm not 100% sure. Um, I haven't really geared up towards it yet. Uh, but yes, uh, Dominion in New Japan. And the big match there is kind of a surprise, given that next week he is fighting Kenny Omega at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view for AEW, but Chris Jericho is not done with New Japan. So, supposedly Chris Jericho had some sort of weird deal that he made up with AEW, so he was still allowed to work Japan. Now, I don't know if this is going to be it for that or not, uh, but he is challenging Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, but, you know, that's one of the things where it's like, this is just another one and done for him. Or not one and done at this point, but like he's going to AEW, so if they're kind of like, okay, you can do this, but then we need you all hands on deck especially in in the fall does that really make sense for would he win it because as far as i know new japan and AEW are not working together there's no working agreement that is jericho somehow is allowed to for whatever reason um for, but then for have him win and then then what do you do i don't know but anyways we'll talk about that in a couple weeks uh that's not until June 8th, I think, or 9th, 8th or 9th, I forget, either way, we'll talk about that later, all right, let's move on to uh, the WWE portion of the show, let's specifically back up and go to NXT, so NXT TakeOver, um, a few things happened, uh, <laughs> from my, my memory's not great, but the War Raiders retained over Alistair Black and Ricochet, Velveteen Dream retained over Matt Riddle, Walter defeated Pete Dunne for the United Kingdom Championship. Shayna Baszler uh, retained over uh, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Zayn. And then Johnny Gargano beat Adam Cole two falls to one and a two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. Um, so my predictions were not great. I had the War Raiders and Walter right, but the other three I got wrong. Uh, actually, Drew, my nephew, did picks, and he did better. He got uh, Velveteen Dream right, although he got Alistair Black and Ricochet wrong. But he had Johnny Gargano, actually. So, um, neither of us had Shayna Baszler, but by, between the between the other matches, we had them all right. Um, so, since then, a um, couple things have happened. Nothing may... Well, I guess the major thing happened last night, which I didn't even watch it, but the War Raiders... Which just ties into the superstar shakeup. They got called up to Raw, and they're not the War Raiders anymore. They were the Viking Experience, but then they are now the Viking Raiders. But then they were still the War Raiders in NXT. It was confusing, but regardless, they're done with NXT, I guess. Now, like I said, I haven't watched it, but I guess they uh, vacated the tag titles. I'm not sure what the plan is for that because I again I haven't watched NXT from last night, um, but I will uh, soon. Um, so I'm sorry I'm not as prepared as I should be, I guess. But this is more about just what happened as opposed to what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, moving on. Uh, then there was WrestleMania. Uh, lots of stuff happened at WrestleMania. Uh, so we'll cover it all here on uh, on the podcast. I don't even want to go too much detail because a lot of stuff happened and it was like a while ago. So, um, so Tony Nese beat Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title. Carmella won the uh, Women's Battle Royal. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder beat the Revival for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Braun Strowman won the Under the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. 
Uh, Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal Championship. AJ Styles beat Randy Orton. The Usos retained the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against Aleister Black and Ricochet, Rusev Nakamura, and The Bar. Shane McMahon beat The Miz in a Fall Count Anywhere match. The Iconics beat the Boston Hug Connection, Nia Jax, Tamina, and Beth Phoenix and Natalya to win the Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Kofi Kingston beat Daniel Bryan to win the WWE Championship. Samoa Joe retained over Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship. Roman Reigns beat Drew McIntyre. Triple H beat Batista and Holds Bard. If Triple H had lost, he would have been forced to retire from entering competition. But Batista wasn't... That's, that stipulation didn't apply to Batista, but then Batista retired, so why didn't it, I guess is the better question. Um, Baron Corbin beat Kurt Angle in Kurt Angle's farewell match. Finn Balor beat Bobby Lashley for to win the... Intercontinental Championship, and Becky Lynch beat Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair to win the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Alright, so now, what has happened since then? Because that was a while ago, and a lot has happened. So, first off, tag titles changes. There have been a couple of tag title changes, I should say. Uh, both of the SmackDown... Oh, both of the SmackDown tag titles. So, the Hardy Boys ended up beating the Usos to win the tag champion, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. But then they had to um, relinquish them because Jeff Hardy got hurt. Uh, and then the Shane, uh, Shane McMahon announced that Daniel Bryan and Rowan were going to have them. But then Usos were like, no, we want them, even though they got moved to Raw. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, then they had the match, and Daniel Bryan and Rowan won them. So they're the tag tape champions now. I don't think any other tag... I don't think any other titles have changed hands. No, everyone still has what they won at WrestleMania or had after WrestleMania. Um, They did have the Superstar Shake-Up, which kind of got a bit... went a bit sideways because Andrade moved over to Raw, but then he moved back to SmackDown, but then Cesaro moved over, but Sheamus is hurt. And then the Usos moved over, but they've been on coming back to SmackDown because they've made a wild card rule. Because Roman Reigns moved over to SmackDown, but then he was on Raw. And so did Elias, but he's been on Raw. Miz moved back to Raw. Sami Zayn is officially now on Raw, but even though he's been on SmackDown the last couple weeks. Yeah, they've in- implemented the wild card rule, so it's kind of all nothing <laughs> at this point. Because then the Usos have been on SmackDown a couple times since then, and... Yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Um, Aleister Black, I guess, officially on SmackDown because Selena Vega is now on back on SmackDown with Andrade because of Charlotte Flair. Because Andrade and Charlotte Flair are dating, I guess, is the thought process there. Ricochet is now officially on Raw, which pretty much base up, breaks up Aleister Black and Ricochet. I'm trying to think who else moved. I think Chad Gable moved to SmackDown and <laughs> Bobby. No, Bobby Roode's still on Raw, but he's Robert Roode now. He shaved and now has a mustache and he's Robert Roode. Uh, what else? Uh, War War Raiders or Viking Raiders, whatever they call now, are on Raw. Lars Sullivan, I think, is on SmackDown. Pretty sure, officially. Uh, Lacey Evans, officially on Raw. AJ Styles moved over to Raw. Finn Balor moved over to SmackDown. I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting. Uh, regardless, it doesn't matter because it's the wild card rule. 
So anyone can show up on any show they want, pretty much. Um, although supposedly it's only supposed to be four, but I think it's been at least five or six every episode so far. Um, so Bray Wyatt is back. Um, he hasn't necessarily been had a match or anything, or been on the live live in front of the audience. He's been having these vignettes. Uh, initially, started off with this weird buzzard puppet, and then there was like a creepy doll thingy, and then eventually led to the Firefly Funhouse, where he's kind of doing like a Pee Wee's Playhouse, Mister Rogers type kid show thingy, but it's all kind of really weird and spooky, kind of. Or not really spooky, but it was, or it hadn't been really spooky, I should say. And then it was kind of just weird and like creepy. Uh, but then it got spooky, and he's got this weird mask now. And I guess he's getting ready to return, so we could see him on Sunday at Money in the Bank, potentially. Um, other things to note: um, Dean Ambrose did his had his farewell. His farewell. They did like a little special on the network where him and his shield guys beat up uh, i think it was baron corbin bobby lashley and drew mcintyre if i remember correctly and then kind of said goodbye um he is now john moxley he released a video of him breaking out of a prison or asylum or whatever you want to call it and uh now everyone's kind of speculating where he's going to end up a lot of people said AEW. other people are saying he's going to do indies other people are saying he's not really gone because uh, the one thing to say that the video he released was pretty well produced. It's not something he's just taking a camcorder in his backyard and filming. You know, it was pretty well produced video that you usually see some usually would see out of WWE. Um, so supposedly he's actually going to film a movie and is going to kind of take some time off and film a movie. Speculation is he's going to come back to WWE as this does John Moxley and kind of change up his character. Who knows? We'll see what happens uh, down the line, but for now, it's kind of a wait-and-see type of thing. There's a bunch of other people that have been mad and either left or asked for the release or whatever, uh, including The Revival, although it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere. Ty Dillinger, he's gone. Goldust, he's gone. Now he's in AEW. Luke Harper wanted his release, but they said no. Sasha Banks has kind of been dis missing in action no one really knows what's going on with her um percy watson from nxt left a couple other people lower level people from nxt i think were, were released um that's all i can really think of oh the only other thing to note for nxt and i blew right past that kushida made his debut he was in the crowd at nxt takeover new york and he has since uh, had at least well one match that i saw against cash Zono. But he also, I guess, was on last night. I, again, I haven't seen NXT from last night yet. Uh, so, sorry. <laughs> again, for that. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, Kushida coming over for New Japan. It wasn't, like, a huge surprise. People kind of knew it was happening. So, be interested to see what he end up doing with him. Obviously, I think, eventually, a lot of people would like to see him take on the likes of Ricochet or... Daniel Bryan or Seth Rollins or something along those lines. Those dream matches, as people say, but still doing his Back to the Future gimmick, which is cool. Uh, I always liked Back to the Future, so I can't go wrong with that. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up eventually down the line, but um, for now he's in NXT, and we'll see how that goes. Um, 
Nothing really to note of NXT UK, I guess, now that I think about it. Walter's the champ. Him and Pete Dunner having the rematch, I think, next week. So, and then they're doing a kind of like a tournament thing to determine who would be the next number one contender. Tag champs are still the same. Women's champions still the same. So, nothing new on that front. The next NXT TakeOver is in June 1st. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Uh, I haven't seen... I think they announced some matches last night, but again, I haven't watched it, so I don't want to spoil anything, even though it's already happened at this point, or it's already aired. Um, and then the only other thing to note, which we'll talk again about in a few weeks, is they announced the Saudi Arabia, next Saudi Arabia show, the Super Showdown, which was weird because that was the name of the Australian show they did last year. Um, the only The only things they have announced so far... Is that there's that uh, well they announced that Goldberg is going to be there, and Goldberg versus the Undertaker is going to be a match. They announced that match. Said Brock Lesnar is going to be there, but they didn't announce the match for him. Um, Triple H is fighting Randy Orton. They're also going to have a fifty man battle royal. So last year they had a fifty man Royal Rumble, which was kind of you know it was what it was, but it makes sense for fifty ba- fifty people to have a Royal Rumble because. But 50-man Battle Royal seems kind of absurd. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Can you even fit 50 people in a ring at the same time? That seems ridiculous. Um, but we'll see We'll see what happens with that. But that's not for a couple more weeks. We have something coming up this Sunday. Money in the Bank. Yes, they moved it up. But also didn't have a pay-per-view in between. So, I mean, we haven't had a pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Um, and now Money in the Bank's next. It's kind of interesting. Um, and, and also like six weeks later. So there's been a long build. Although a lot of that was kind of superstar shakeup fallout from WrestleMania. Uh, but now, you know, we're heading in. It's been a while since the last pay-per-view. So, uh, but before we get to Money in the Bank and my predictions, I am going to open the latest edition of the Slam Crate, which... Was supposed to come in March and didn't come to April and came after WrestleMania, even though it's a WrestleMania-themed box, I, I think. Or at least that's what I remember reading, that it was supposed to be, and then there was some sort of delay because of something. Although apparently Loot Crate, just in general, has been having lots of lots of delays and, and stuff, so I don't know what's going on, but uh, I finally got it. Here we are. It might be a little late um, in terms of the content and... Whatever, it's been a while since I've actually opened one of these, so here we go. Let's open it up and see what I got. And I don't even remember if I posted the last one or not. If I didn't, um, I apologize. Um, there we go. All right, looking in, we got the finally get the Chris Jericho, um, the wrestling figure thingy, adult collectible. I don't, I don't, there's an official name for these. Just says Loot Crate Adult Collectible Figure Toy Blah Blah Blah. Um, yes, this was the one that people voted on, um, and the Chris Jericho won the vote. It's Chris Jericho like circa nineteen ninety nine two thousand ish, I would say. Um, it might be even his debut actually. Now that I think about it, um, given that he is now in AEW and going to wrestle for New Japan. Um, it's kind of odd that we're getting this now, but here it is. There we go. Uh, there's a t-shirt, as always. 
It is Rowdy Ronda's Armbar. Tap, tap, tap. Established January 2018. Come see what's on. That's kind of cool. It's too bad Ronda Rousey's going to be gone for a bit, given that, you know, she's supposedly going to start a new fam, trying to start a new family and and whatnot. And uh, also, she broke her hand, I guess, at WrestleMania. So she's not going to be gone for a while if she even does return at all. Uh, it's going to not going to be for quite some time, especially if she does have a baby, because if she's not pregnant yet, then it's going to take nine months and then all that sort of thing. Um,. So who knows? Hope maybe we'll see her next year for WrestleMania. But for now, she's kind of gone. There's the next pin in the series of belt pins. It is the unified. No, what is this one called? The undisputed heavyweight championship. The one that they replaced when they when they unified the WCW or World Heavyweight at the time. <clears throat> Once they WCW got whatever. Um. Jericho. When Jericho won both titles and then eventually Triple H won them. And I think he was the first one to hold this and then lost it to Hogan and Undertaker and then Lesnar had it a bunch. I think The Rock had it too. Yeah, Undisputed Championship. Uh, And then we got Socks. Socks. Um, Have a nice day, Mr. Socko Socks. Although that's weird. Only one of them is actually Mr. Socko. And says mankind. The other one just says has a nice day, and doesn't have Mr. Socko on it. Okay, pair of socks. That's cool, I guess. Um, and then that's interesting. And then we got the shield, the shield keychain. It's got the shield logo, keychain. Carabiner thing, dealy. It's kind of cool, but, um... Huh, there's no, like, insert thing. I wonder if they just forgot it. Normally there's, like, the thing that says what you get, and there's, like, a poster and stuff. There's usually, like, a little, like, interview thing. Didn't get it. Interesting. I wonder if they just forgot to put it in mine, or they didn't, they forgot to make them... Maybe that was the issue and why it took so long to get. They forgot to make them and were like, ah, screw it, let's send it. So hopefully I got everything I was supposed to. May have to look that up online later to see uh, see what the dealio is with that. But, um, huh, interesting. Um, so the shirt's cool. The Jericho thing added to the collection. Um, shield, uh, carabiner, keychain, dealy. Pretty hefty. It's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, and the socks. I don't know. They're just socks. They're just socks. The pin. I don't know. It's okay. Okay, I guess. Not the not the best box. I'm not really. Again, I, I thought the theme was supposed to be like WrestleMania, but like I didn't get the thing in the in the box. So I don't know. That's a bit a bit odd. A bit odd. New crate. Uh, I don't know what's going on, buddy. Fix yourself. Um. I know a lot of people are having issues, not just with the slam crate specifically, but some of the other boxes too. Uh, but anyways, uh, let's move on. Let's get the money in the bank. All right, so I'll kind of go over what's going on with some of these as we go through it. But um, there are currently scheduled 
And this could always change. Subject card subject to change. There's currently eleven matches. Um eleven matches. Yeah, eleven that's a lot. Eleven matches scheduled. Uh the pre-show starts at six, I believe, on the network on Sunday. The actual pay-per-view starts at seven. Uh I think it's still on pay-per-view. I wanna say I don't even know anymore. <laughs> let's let's double check. Um I mean uh, it's it's tough it's tough. While they, why they had this on Sunday night, this Pacific Sunday night, I don't know. Could have been last week. Could be next week. Well, I guess it couldn't be next week. It's Memorial Day weekend. They typically don't like it to do Memorial Day weekend. But you have it on the same night as the Game of Thrones finale. It just seems dumb. Seems dumb. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna watch the beginning, but then I'm gonna have to switch over to Game of Thrones. I feel like before I go back. I, I don't or something. I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet, but I feel like that's the way to go. Um, kind of pause it and go back. Yep, fifty-five bucks on um, pay-per-view, or you can get it for on the network for nine ninety-nine, or free for your first month if you're a new subscriber. Um, so yeah, eleven matches. Pre-show starts at six, hit at seven, then you stop at nine to watch Game of Thrones, and you come back after that. Probably like it. 10.30, and who knows how long it's going to go with 11 matches, but I'm guessing it's not going to be short, especially since I haven't had a pay-per-view in a while. So, on the pre-show, inter- an interesting match for the pre-show, it is Daniel Bryan and and Rowan taking on the Usos. Now, it's not for the SmackDown Tag Championships, even though Daniel Bryan and Rowan are the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, Tag Team Champions, I should say, uh, because Usos are on Raw, but They've been on SmackDown, so it's confusing. Um, so it's a pre-show match uh, with no title on the line that almost leads me to believe that the Usos are going to win, but I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan and Rowan. So Daniel Bryan actually got hurt at WrestleMania. No one's really quite sure what it was. You know, the, you know Daniel Bryan you know, injuries are kind of... You know, tough. So they, you know, I guess they kind of wanted to keep it on the back burner a bit. But he seems okay now. He's fine. He's back. So everything's cool. Uh, all right. Next up, we have the cruiserweight match between Tony Nese taking on, uh, defending against Arya Davari. Um Seeing how Tony Nese just won at WrestleMania, I don't see him losing it quite yet. So I'm gonna go with Tony Nese. Next up, we have Samoa Joe defending the United States Championship against Rey Mysterio. Given how Samoa Joe beat Rey Mysterio quite handily and quickly um, at WrestleMania, I imagine this is going to be a bit of a, more of a match. Now, Rey Mysterio did beat Samoa Joe on Sma- uh, SmackDown or Raw. I think I guess it was Raw because they're both on Raw now. <laughs> Those are two more guys. Yeah, they moved both moved to Raw and they're still feuding, which bothers me because like why would you move them both over if they're just gonna feud then like what's the point of that but anyways um Rey Mysterio's son has kind of gotten Dominic who our supposed son he might be Eddie Guerrero's still I'm not sure uh, <laughs> although he looks like more like Samoa Joe than he does uh Rey Mysterio that's for sure um but I I still see Joe winning you know what? Yeah, yeah, I see Joe winning. I see some more Joe winning. Um, next up we have, let's see, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. 
Roman Reigns taking on Elias in a just a regular old match. Um, now Elias has, has kind of aligned himself with Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon and Elias are trying to get revenge from Roman Reigns because when Roman Reigns came over to SmackDown, he punched um, Vince in the face, as you do. Um, <laughs> so I mean, I, I don't see Roman Reigns losing this, although I I, I wonder how much Shane is going to get involved. Speaking of which, Shane McMahon taking on The Miz in a steel cage match. Now, Shane McMahon uh, and also his alliance with Elias has also aligned himself with Bobby Lashley on the Raw side. You know, given that Miz is on Raw now, even though he's been on SmackDown pretty much since that's happened too. Um, cage match. I feel like Lashley's going to get involved in this somehow. I feel like Shane's going to win. I feel like Shane's going to win this. I know he just won at WrestleMania and stuff and whatever, but I feel like they're going to move on from this, but they got to have to move on with something new. And I feel like Lashley helping Shane will then move Miz and Lashley maybe into something, you know, or, or they could still continue the Shane-Miz stuff, I guess. But I feel like Shane might end up doing something in Roman Reigns, so. Yeah. Um... Alright, next up we have the women's uh, championships. So Becky Lynch is defending both her titles on the show. Uh, First up, she's defending the uh, SmackDown women's title against Charlotte Flair. Um, Rematch from everything, I guess. (laughs) How many times have they fought? Um, I feel like She's going to retain this one. I don't see them giving the title back to Charlotte this quickly. So I feel like she's going to retain this one. But then that leads to Becky Lynch taking on... um... Alright, a little bit of a technical snafu there. Um, Sorry, what was I saying? Yes, um, so Becky Lynch, I think, beats Charlotte Flair, which then leaves into the match with Lacey Evans. Now, there's a couple different ways I think they can go with this. And... I think, um, you know, if, if one of these... Well, it depends on the order of the matches, obviously. Specifically, if this matches before... If the Charlotte Flair-Becky Lynch matches before the Lacey Evans match. And depending on where the Money in the Bank... Women's Money in the Bank ladder matches as well. Uh, but there are a couple different ways they can go with this. They go the route where, you know, Becky is so beat up from the match with Charlotte... That Lacey Evans comes in and capitalizes wins. Or they go the route where... She's so beat up from both matches, whether she wins or not, um, that the woman, the whoever cashes in, or whoever wins the Money in the Bank could cash in. So there's a potential where they, she could lose both titles, but still after beating Charlotte Flair. Because she could beat Charlotte Flair, but be you know beat up from the match. Lacey Evans comes out, takes advantage, wins that match. And then whoever wins you know, the Money in the Bank... Now I don't. I guess it would have to be someone from SmackDown. Although I don't know how much that matters with the wild card comes out and then beats cashes in and beats Becky Lynch for the SmackDown one. I don't know if that's going to happen necessarily, and I don't. I just don't think Lacey Evans is ready to be champion. Although they could do it that way too, whereas Lacey Evans beats Becky Lynch but then gets cashed in. I think that's that's too much. I think that's just too much going on there. I think Becky Lynch will win both matches, to be quite honest. Now, whether she gets cashed in or not, I don't know. But let's move on to that match, shall we? 
So we got the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, we got Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. Now Carmella won the first one. Alexa Bliss won last year and cashed in. Um, Carmella cashed in eventually and beat Charlotte Flair. Um, uh, Alexa Bliss cashed in last year and beat Nia Jax and got involved in the Nia Jax round of Rousey match. But will they go back to the well with either of them? Now, granted, first time around when they first started doing these Money in the Banks, uh, you know, Edge won a couple of them, or at least one of them, and then sort of won it again. Uh, CM Punk won a couple of them. Um, RVD won one also, but you know they're not against that, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna go a different direction. Um, Mandy Rose is the one that's like kind of like I could see her carrying around a briefcase for like a while, and you never know. And she could very heelishly kind of do that whole thing. But you know, you know, on the, my other thought process is well, then who's gonna win on the men's side? Because I feel like. You can't really do that for both. Um, and although I don't know if it matters necessarily, but... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with Mandy Rose. Just because I feel like it it just makes sense. Now, will she catch, it, catch in on Becky Lynch? Not yet. I don't, I don't, not, not on the show. I think she's going to carry it around for a while. And then let's go to the... Man, no, let's go to... Uh, no, let's go... Let's do the Universal Championship. I'm just picking them. Seth Rollins defending against AJ Styles moved over from SmackDown. Uh, first time they've fought in WWE, at least one on one, as far as I can remember, at least on television. <laughs> they did fight in a gym somewhere 15 years ago. They showed a little clip of that um, on Raw this week, which was interesting. I don't know what what it was at. It, was, I mean, it probably said I don't remember exactly what it was though. But it was weird because like, well, wouldn't AJ have been in TNA at that point? But guess they didn't really care if he fought some random guy in a in a in a high school gym uh but anyways um seth rollins aj Styles. i just i mean seth rollins just won he just beat brock lesnar i kind of feel like he's gonna have a little bit of a run with this um as opposed to dropping it to aj it should be a good match but i think it's gonna maybe be controversial ending or a bit questionable ending which will set up maybe a rematch down the line but i don't think seth rollins is going to lose And then um, the WWE Championship match, we have Kofi Kingston defending against Kevin Owens. Um, Kevin Owens got a little help from his buddy Sami Zayn this week. Uh, obviously, uh, Kofi Kingston has Xavier in his corner, or, you know, his backup. Biggie unfortunately, got hurt. He had some knee problems. I think it was knee, right? Knee. And had to have some surgery, so he will be out for quite some time. Uh, so it's just, you know, one-on-one -on -one backup, one backup. We'll see. They'll probably get involved, I'd imagine. But, again, you know, it's tough because I guess you... I feel like you'd want to surprise somebody. And if, if there was going to be one, I'd see Kevin Owens be, beating Kofi. But I just don't think it's ready to do it. I think Kofi will retain. Which leads us to the w, the money in the, men's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's got Sami Zayn. Which we'll hold on for a second on that one. Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. So originally it was supposed to be Braun Strowman. But Braun Strowman had a match, no disqualification, fall, or Falls Count Anywhere match, I guess it was. 
against Sami Zayn this past week on Raw. Baron Corbin and um, Drew McIntyre got involved, and eventually Seth uh, Sami Zayn won, and so now Braun Strowman is out. Sami Zayn's in. Now I gotta imagine that that means Braun Strowman is getting involved somehow in the match on Sunday. Um, also interesting to note, kind of a weird thing was, so the week before, Braun Strowman threw Sami Zayn in a dumpster, but then he showed up on SmackDown and was fine. This week after this match, he uh, Braun Strowman threw Sami Zayn through a table, but then Sami Zayn showed up on SmackDown and nothing seemed completely fine. It was like, wait, so whatever happens on Raw doesn't matter on SmackDown now? I got, it's confusing. But anyways, regardless of that, um, so... Previously, Braun Strowman had won a Money in the Bank last year, but he's not in anymore. Baron Corbin is one, and Randy Orton is one. Uh, I don't see Randy Orton winning. Baron Corbin, I guess I could see winning. Ali, I don't. Finn Balor, not that he's an Intercontinental Champion, so if I don't see that. Andrade, possibly. Drew McIntyre seems like the guy that would win. Sami Zayn. I, th- I can see that too. The only thing is, I just don't. I feel like he's going to get beat up by Braun Strowman. Uh, Ricochet. Yeah, I suppose. Drew McIntyre is the one I'm, I'm thinking, but I feel like Braun's going to come out and attack Sami Zayn. Why wouldn't he attack Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin also? Which kind of eliminates those three. And none of the SmackDown people really seem like they would win it. So you know what? I'm going to go Ricochet. Kind of out of the blue, but I feel like with Randy, Randy, with Randy Rose, Randy Rhodes, with <laughs> Randy Orton, no, uh, with Mandy Rose winning the women's, I feel like they gotta kind of balance that out by having the people go home happy with something good happen. So I mean, I guess that he's on Raw, so that would be Seth Rollins that he would cash in on, unless they can use the wild card to cash in possibly too but Seth Rollins versus Ricochet if he cashes in I could see that being a feud down the line sometime doesn't necessarily have to be good bad guy good guy but you know I can see that happening so there you go those are my predictions for Money in the Bank happening this Sunday um so check it out on the network you know I know there's Game of Thrones going on so you might have to dance around that uh as well um should be a good show I mean that the Money in the Bank ladder match is always fun. Um, I think you know Becky Lynch having to defend twice is intriguing. The Seth Rollins AJ Styles match should be great. Um, Kofi KO could probably be pretty good too. Um, but yeah, there we go. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff I probably forgot to mention and say, but there's just so much going on and so much has happened. It's just so much to cover. Um, I just wanted to kind of make this short and sweet as I possibly can. So now, going forward, I'm going to try to do this more on a weekly basis. I don't know if I'll be able to do it necessarily weekly, but more more frequently, I guess, and kind of make these shorter shorter shows, I guess, with a little bit more up-to-date content, I guess. Um, as far as very drunken podcasts is concerned, I don't know when that's coming back. We've been trying to get together to record the one of the episodes... We have a couple episodes in mind that we've just thought about that we just haven't got around to it. Hopefully soon we will get around to those and record them. But for now, stay tuned, I guess, is the best 
And go listen to some of the old ones at uh, VeryDrunkenPodcast.blogspot.com or on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Um, now, I may have a little bit of bonus portion of this episode coming up in just a second. Don't know. If you hear music, then it didn't happen. If you, if you, if I cut back in and say, here's the bonus part, you'll know it. But uh, anyways, thanks for listening, and I will talk to you next week, hopefully. All right, welcome back. It's bonus, extra bonus, extra time, time. And uh, so, there's a couple changes to the Money in the Bank card. And then there's, didn't change my predictions at all, but there's a couple changes. Well, one really, the other one's just kind of a a timing thing. But we also have a special guest here who's going to make his picks. Drew, the wrestling expert, as I like to call him, is going to make his picks for Money in the Bank. Drew, say hi to all the people out there. Hi. That is Drew. He is, uh, how old are you now? Three. Three. Okay, he's three. He's probably going to do better than I do. He, he's done okay so far in his picks. I've, I've covered them a little bit, but, um, hopefully he does better today than he did at WrestleMania, because WrestleMania still beat you, uh, even though you beat me at NXT TakeOver. But, so the changes that have been made so far, um, were that Tony Nese and, uh, Arya Davari were officially announced as part of the kickoff show. Um, I, that wasn't ri- originally scheduled to be, or uh, it probably was originally scheduled, but it just wasn't said. And then Alexa Bliss is hurt and will not be in the Money in the Bank Women's Money in the Bank match. She replaced by Nikki Cross. So, um, all right, Drew, let's do it. All right, the first match up is Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus the Usos. Who do you have? Um, Usos. Usos? Okay. It's not a bad pick. Um, going against me, though. So, already, already off to a different uh, pick. Okay. So, the next up is for the Cruiserweight title. It's Arya Davari challenging Tony Nese. What do you got? Arya Arya Davari? Do you think he's going to win? Win the title? Um. Beat Tony Nese? Um. No, Tony to um win. You think Tony Nese gonna win? Yeah. Which one? You gotta pick one. Tony. Tony Nese, all right. So. What was that? This is a recorder. It records you. It's it's for the podcast. Yeah. I already did my picks earlier, but I'm now I'm recording you as a bonus for all those people that suck around to the end. All right, next on we move on to the main card. We got um, Smojo defending the U.S. title. Oh wait, did I go in that order? Yes. Samoa Joe defending his U.S. title against Rey Mysterio. Who do you got? I want Rey Mysterio to um, win. You want Rey Mysterio to win? Yeah. But who do you think is going to win? Rey Mysterio? Yes. Okay. All right. So you got Rey Mysterio, new champion. Not a bad pick. He's never had the United States Championship, so he could win. All right. Next up, we have Elias versus Roman Reigns. I want to, um... Who thinks going to win? No, um, Baron Corbin hurt. No, Baron Corbin's not in this match. It's uh, it's Elias versus Roman Reigns. Only Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns? Okay. Alright, next up we have Shane McMahon versus The Miz in a steel cage match. Who do you think is going to win? Um... Um, Miz and, uh, Miss. You think the Miz is going? Yeah. Okay, it's a good pick. It's a good, good pick. Um, 
Next up, we have, let's see, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. <gasps> think? Charlotte Flair! All right, you think Charlotte Flair is going to become new champion. All right. Yeah. All right, but what do you think about the the Raw Women's Championship? It's uh, Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch. Who do you think is going to win that one? Um, 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 Charlotte Flair. No, that was the other match. This is Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch. I want to say Lacey Evans win. Lacey Evans, all right. So you think Becky Lynch is going to lose both titles? Yes. Okay. Interesting take, but we'll see. All right. Next up, we have the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's got Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, Carmella, and the newly added Nikki Cross. Who do you think is going to win? Um, Who do you think? Um, um, Nikki Cross. You think Nikki Cross is going to win? Yeah. You think she's going to go just go in and win? Um, take wh- take Alexa no, Bliss's place um, and win? No, no, no. Um, or who? Um, no, what? They're, um, they're in Raw. Well, they're both the Raw and SmackDown. So Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Bay. Uh, no. No, it's Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, and Nikki Cross are in Raw. Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella are SmackDown. Yeah. But they're all in the same match, so. I want the Ember Moon. You think Ember Moon? Yeah. Okay. Is that mm-hmm. your final decision? Yeah. Ember Moon? All right. Yeah. It's not a bad pick. All right, now we got um, Seth Rollins defending the Universal title against A. J. Styles. What do you got? Seth Rollins? AJ Styles. It's a tough one, I know. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Um, AJ Styles. AJ Styles? Yeah. Alright. New champion, AJ Styles. Alright, what about in the uh, WWE title match? You got Kofi Kingston defending against Kevin Owens. I want Kevin Owens to win. You think Kevin Owens? All right, so you're you're done with Kofi, the Kofi experience, huh? Yeah. No more new day for you. You got Kevin Owens. Yep. All right, and then the men's the men's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. We got Sami Zayn, who replaced Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin. They're from the Raw side, and then Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade. And Randy Orton on the SmackDown side. Who do you think is um, going to win? Um, um, Barry Corbin win and um, Drew McIntyre win. Which one? You got to pick one of them. Can't both win. Um, Barry Corbin. Baron Corbin. All right. Interesting choice. Um, he's won it before. He failed to cash in, but um, well, maybe he'll maybe he'll do it again and cash in successfully this time. All right, Drew. There you go. Sunday night. Money in the bank. 6 o'clock is the pre-show. 7 o'clock is the uh, uh, is the main card. All on the WWE Network. Are you going to be watching it? Yes. You're going to watch it? No. What, um, uh, no. what do you want to watch right now? Uh, watch. What do you want to watch right now? Um, the, um, 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 what did N- you tell me before? NXT. NXT? Yeah. Alright, we're going to watch some NXT. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Once again, uh, thanks for sticking on over the bonus. Thank you, Drew. Say goodbye to all the nice people. Bye. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye.